Welcome to the Tradie Success Podcast by Annette Wellsford, founder of Common Sense Marketing and Tradie Marketing Secrets. Annette's on a mission to help honest, hardworking tradies like you to become marketing geniuses. So you end up spending less time on the tools and more time growing a great business. Hi, it's Annette Wellsford here and welcome. In today's episode of Tradie Success, we're going to get stuck into a marketing discussion. And it's based on a question that I get asked a lot. And that is, why do I need a blog on my trade business website? It's a good question. And today we're going to answer it and a couple of other questions around that too. So the first thing that we're going to look at is why you need a blog and why you need to keep it up to date. And then we're going to look at what to put in your blog posts. So stick around. There's lots of fantastic information and detailed information coming your way. So the first reason that we need a blog is because it really does help drive traffic to your website. Now when I say blog, um, just so you know what I'm talking about, a blog is is the area of your website where you have regular like little stories, news updates, tips, guides, whatever. And it's sort of separate. It's more of an area of your site where people will go to to, to look at information. And uh, there's lots of re- And we're going to go through all those reasons. But it's the news section and the tips section of your site, if you like. And you keep adding to it all the time. But, but let's just step back. So the reason... One of the, the very first and the very compelling reason why you need a blog section on your website is because it really does help drive traffic. So let's think about the ways that people find your site. They could type your business name right into their browser if they know your business name, but what about those who don't? They need some way of finding you. You could pay for traffic to come to your site by placing tons of paid ads in Google or Facebook or whatever, but they can be quite expensive. And the second that you run out of money, your traffic stops coming. You could perhaps do some offline advertising as well to promote your website address. You could put it on your vehicles, in the local paper, on a banner at your kids' footy club, on your letterbox leaflets, business cards, everywhere. And yeah, they will send some traffic. You will get a few visits. But of course, you'll never ever know which one of all these offline sources worked because you can't track it, can you? So how can you drive traffic in other ways to these three methods that I've just suggested? Well, in short, it's called blogging. Blogging, social media and search engines. So here's how it works. Think about how many pages there are on your website probably not that many right and think about how often you update those pages Mm, probably not that often right so how often let's think about it really how often can you really update your about us page you know so blogging helps solve both of those problems every time you write a blog post it's one more indexed page on your website which means it's one more opportunity for you to show up in search engines and drive traffic to your website in organic search organic search means that people find your website on the first page of search results in the in the list of search results not in the in the very top right hand side which is paid ads so we'll get more into the benefits of blogging and your SEO a bit later, but 
It's also one more cue to Google and other search engines, of course, that your website is active and they should be checking it frequently to see what new content has been added. Now, blogging also helps you get discovered via social media. So every time you write a blog post, you're creating content that people can share on social networks on like Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook or Pinterest or wherever. And this helps expose your business to a new audience that may not know about you yet. Blog content also helps keep your social media presence going. So instead of asking your social media manager, which is probably you, or one of your team members to come up with brand new original content, or you have to keep creating that content, your blog can serve as the repository of content. So you're strengthening your social reach with blog content and driving new website visitors to your blog via social channels. So it's one way in and one way out. So the first benefit of blogging is that it helps to drive new traffic to your website and works closely with search engines and social media to do that. Pretty compelling reason. Okay, number two, it helps to establish your authority as an expert in your field. The best business blogs and, you know, a trade site is a business blog. Answer common questions that your ideal prospects and customers have. If you're consistently creating content that's helpful for your target customers, it'll help establish you as an authority in their eyes. So can you imagine the impact of sending a link to an educational blog post that you wrote to clear things up for a confused customer? It'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? Instead of having to give a long-winded answer uh, over and over and over and over again, you could just send people a link to a blog post that, you ha- that you've created, which gives all the information. Establishing authority can be a bit of a fluffy metric. It's certainly not as concrete as traffic and leads, but still pretty powerful stuff. Because think about it, if prospects find answers to their common questions in blog posts that you've written, um, or people at your company have written, when they're, you know, when they're looking at your website, they're much more likely to trust what you have to say because you've proven and pro- um, that you're helpful and that you've, you've actually provided really helpful information. And prospects that have been reading your blog posts will typically be more educated on your position and place in the market and your industry and what you have to offer. So that makes for a far more productive sales conversation than one held between two relative strangers that know nothing about each other. So what do I what do I mean by all this? Well, let's have a look at an example. You know, at uh, Common Sense Marketing, we help several of our clients with content creation. Um, we've got a content creation, publishing and distribution service for um, people who just don't have the time or confidence in their writing skills. So we do it for them. Now, one of our clients, a painting company, um, we work really closely with them to create, publish and distribute a new blog post every two weeks. Some of the posts provide helpful tips on painting. Some discuss various examples of work that they've done. Some answer common questions and still others comment on painting and decorating trends. These posts are building their authority as experts in professional painting. Their posts get a lot of views and many of them are shared on social media. We also share excerpts of the posts on their own social media 
sites to help drive back traffic back to the site so it's a two-way street and it's working really well for them okay on to reason number three it's good for SEO SEO being search engine optimization so your blog is the key thing on your site if it's kept up to date that fuels ongoing SEO so search engines like Google they love valuable content and they'll reward you for it I don't know if you know but the Google search engine operates on a, what they call it this algorithm and it's apparently has over 200 criteria in it and the Google search team guys they they keep changing the algorithm several times a week but they've got sort of key some of the key criteria of those 200 relates to content so what this means is their key goal is to reward people searching on the internet with results that closely match their keyword search terms and they want that info to be interesting relevant and recent so you know I don't know if you remember but a few years ago you'd type in something and you'd get all sorts of weird and wonderful lists you know you go to a page and it was just full of rubbish like lots of lists of things or you know very small snippets of information well gone are those days that, that was back in the days of what they used to call oh, link farms and keyword stuffing and all sorts of stuff so Google wants us to have a really really fantastic experience and get the information that we want when we do a search so how do they do that so they've got these Google bots which are I don't know some sort of machines or codes or something that come to your site particularly when it's first published because your webmaster or us you know when we're doing sites we, we will submit it the the website to Google and to um, being and ask that they come and index it so the bot combs the site and indexes it for various words so it has a look um, at words in special locations like headings and alt tags and descriptions and meta tags and things like that so I know this is all quite technical but I just thought I'd share with you that's how they do it and then that bot will automatically come back a week later and it'll look to see if any of the content has changed and if there's any new stuff and so it'll go back and it'll re-index not the old stuff but the new stuff or anything that's changed but if it comes back and there's no new stuff it doesn't re-index obviously so then it might only come back like a month later because it's not going to waste its time keep coming back week after week after week if nothing changes so it'll automatically you know only only index maybe every every month from then on or even less if you haven't changed anything for a long time so from a search engine perspective fresh content on your site means it's crawled more frequently allowing your new content to become searchable more quickly so fresh content you know says to Google that this is a a fresh relative authoritative website so let's have a look at an example of that so you know what I'm talking about so if someone searches on say fixing block drains they put put that into uh, the Google search well Google will display results which match those keywords or around them 
So if you've got a blog post on your website about on this topic and it's been optimized correctly with these keywords, there's a good chance that your blog post will show up on the first page of Google results in your local area. Now, it's not going to happen overnight. It will take a while. But if Google also sees that this post on block drains is quite popular, a lot of people have been clicking on it, it's got, had a number of visits, and it's been shared, then that's what will also help to start moving it up the search results. You know, maybe from page five to four to three to two, or if it's already on page one, maybe from the bottom to further up. Because it's proving to Google that it's a good and relevant article um, for those keyword terms, fixing block drains. Another way to think about this is to put yourself in the shoes of your potential customers. All right, so the first thing that most people do if they're, gonna, if they're looking to solve a problem is to search for the answer on Google. They'll either search on fixing block drains or some variation of that, or they'll search on plumber and their suburb or area. So they put they put in fixing block drains or you know plumber Newcastle for example. So then they're confronted with pages and pages of results, and of course most people never go past page one. So they so they'll then start checking out the results to see which company they might call. Now of course some companies don't have websites, so these listings will probably be ignored. People want to know a bit about companies before they're going to call them. So they're only going to, they, they often only look at those with websites. Now there'll be some websites that they look at that feature pictures of their vans and talk about how long they've been in business and a list of services. These are what we call online brochures. And then there might be just, you know, one or two plumbers websites that actually have really helpful information on them. Now as a customer, I would be wanting to know how much they these people know about block drains. If I was to ring them up, I'd probably ask questions like, how do I know if I have a block drain? What causes block drains? Can I fix it myself or is it something that I need a plumber to do? How much is it going to cost and how long will it take? You, you with me? These are the sort of questions, no doubt, that people ask. So if one of the websites that I looked at addressed a lot of these questions in a blog post and had images and perhaps a couple of stories, case studies around block drains, whatever, then I would f then feel a lot more confident in that company's ability to fix my block drains. I would also trust them a bit more than someone who doesn't provide much info. So your website becomes like your online voice, your online salesperson, answering questions, providing useful information and building rapport when you're not there to do it in person. And frequent helpful blog posts are the best way to do this. Ah, so we're getting the picture now of the fantastic reasons why you need a blog post. So the next question is that I get a lot is what to put in blog posts. Okay, well, there's many, many topics that you could be creating blog posts on. Here's a few suggestions. Okay, why not answer the top 10 questions that you get from customers? That's 10 blog posts straight up. So what about the style of posts? Well, there's, there's several. One of the most popular of all is the how-to posts, which 
where you provide a step-by-step -step guide on how to do something a bit a bit like this podcast and when we um, look at the when you go and have a look at the PDF version of it you'll see that this is a how-to type blog so of course in many trades like electrical for example you cannot do this for certain tasks obviously because some of the stuff requires a qualified electrician but you could pick out topics that people you know can do for example like I don't know how to choose outdoor lighting a guide to the various light types and and where to use them how-to posts are the most popular style of blog posts of all another type of popular posts are lists so these are lists of things, sort of nine things you need to consider before landscaping your back garden, seven ways to save energy in your home, five things to ask a builder to see if he has the right type of experience to undertake your renovation. For a list post to be successful, it should be logically organised. So you could organise them chronologically or from most to least popular or alphabetically or step-by-step step, that sort of thing and a third type of post um, is what we call a news jacking post so this is where you comment on an issue which is popular in the media right now for example back in late September there was an article published on um, sourceable.net and it was can construction keep up with Australian weather extremes so this article actually talked about the increase in homes destroyed by bushfire um, in Australia over the last couple of years and changes that have been made to the Australian standards for construction in bushfire zones. The writer of the article looked at it from the perspective of using um, PVC double glazed windows and the fact that despite what you might think they actually do comply with the new standard. Now, as a plumber, you might want to take that news story about um, the new Australian standards and comment from your perspective. So what you recommend people in high bushfire areas should be doing with regards to their, you know, their plumbing. As an electrician, you would have a another take. As a landscaper, you would have an, a, a different take. There's all sorts of ways that you could be commenting you could be letting your readers know that there are new Australian standards and you could be commenting on it you know there's tons of ideas for fantastic blog posts but there's just three that should keep you going for quite a while okay the next question is how to structure a post all right so I'm going to give you nine fantastic quick steps on how to go about structuring your, your blog post. So step one is identify your reader persona. You know, what sort of person are they? And I've, we've talked about this in a, in a um, before, I think, but just to recap, who are you writing for? How old are they? Where do they live? What do they know and not know about your industry, your, business, your type of business? What are their biggest fears? A good thing to do is to have a picture of a typical sort of customer you know in front of you when you're writing and just write to that person step two identify your key takeaway what is the one key message you want people to have burned into their brain 
once they finish reading your post. Step three is your titles, your, your, your title, the heading for your post. You need to brainstorm a few of these. This is really important. Really good bloggers who get tons and tons of traffic to their sites and they get shared a lot, they'll create oh, 20 or more titles before they'll choose the one that they think has the most clickable potential. So remember, when your post is on a page of Google search results, you want the title of your of your post to leap out and grab attention so people click on it and come to your post and not to anybody else's site. So for example, if the you know the title block drains is pretty boring. But blocked drains colon five common causes and how to fix them is going to attract attention. That's what you want. You want people grab people's attention and click through. Okay, step four is to create is then to create the outline of the post. So a typical how-to blog post, for example, will consist of an introduction, a body, and a conclusion. So your introduction sets the stage for what you plan to teach your readers how to do. Body explains everything step by step uh, that's involved in learning how to do that thing. And then the conclusion wraps up your post with a brief statement that's kind of reflective of, of you know what you've just learned but also has the key takeaway and, and probably a call to action. So taking our block drain example your intro could discuss signs of a block drain and maybe the repercussions if it doesn't get fixed quickly. Your body could discuss the five common causes, if there is five, I don't know, I'm just making that up, but you'll know how many there are if you're a plumber, um, and provide guidance on how to fix them. And in the conclusion, you could state that fixing a block drain is not that easy. It does require thorough investigation before the right unblocking method can be determined. Some people think you just stick chemicals down a drain and that'll, you know, clear it. Well, you could say, well, that doesn't usually work because, for example, using chemicals won't fix something that's lodged in the pipe. So you recommend that they hire you to come out with your special drain camera and investigate just what's going on and then recommend the, the best method of clearing. So once you've sort of you know, done your outline and got it all down, the next thing to do is to go back and have a look at your title and see if you can make it a bit more accurate, specific, sexy, concise and SEO optimised if you like. Uh, step six is to then copy it all and before you paste it into your actual blog post um, on your um, WordPress or blogger site, um, copy it, I always suggest that you copy it first um, into a text editor like Microsoft Notepad or TextEdit if you're on a Mac. The reason that you do this is because Microsoft Word sometimes adds, if that's where you typed it in the first place, sometimes adds in um, weird and wonderful formatting code that you kind of can't see but when you put it onto your, your blogging platform 
it sometimes can cause things to go a bit skew with. So when you when you copy and paste it into um, a text editor like Notepad or Text Edit, it strips all that code out. So then and then you um, copy it out of there and it's straight into your WordPress platform. So then you go through and you make it look good. So you use the built-in styling on your site and you, you make your post more eye-catching and scannable with the built-in headings and um, you couldn't bold little bits of text or key points. Put in some hyperlinks to relevant blog posts on your site uh, or services pages and you um, add an image and optimize that. Next step is step seven is to go back and edit. So when you have a look at the final product, in fact, even better idea is to get somebody else, a second set of eyes to look over the post before you publish it because sometimes things jump out to other people that we just can't see because we're about too close to it. And if you have somebody look at it with fresh eyes and they don't understand what you've written, well, then it needs rewriting. In fact, we've got a, an ultimate editing checklist that you can download it it's a free giveaway for today so you can download that over at uh, tradiesuccess.com.au at podcast 13 and if you'll see on the bottom of the podcast the button to grab that ultimate editing checklist and you'll find that really really helpful okay uh, step number eight is to add an image now every blog post should have an image at Trady Success we include at least one photo or image in every post that we write and you know, with some of those, the posts that we write on Common Sense Marketing and some of our client sites, if needed, we will add in, you know, two, three, four images. Because people, when they, well, I haven't said this, but when people come to your, or read any kind of content, the first thing they do is look at the headings. And this is proven over and over and over again from all sorts of studies that have been going on for years by newspapers and magazines. And the first thing that people do is they look at headings then they look at the pictures and then they look at the caption and then if you've grabbed their attention they'll go with any of those or all of those they'll go back and actually read the info so it's very important to have a, a relevant image and also when you're posting or sharing it on social media channels that image um, will go with it as a thumbnail and that makes it far it's proven without a shadow of a doubt that uh, posts on social media like LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and wherever that have an image with them get something like 80% more click through or than posts that don't. And final step, step nine, is to optimize your post for search. So if you spend all this time writing a great blog post, you want to make sure it can easily be discovered in search engines. And that in itself is quite a, a lengthy how-to on how to do that. So as you can see, there are a few steps involved in putting together blog posts, but once you nail them, it's really simple and quick to do. The, the formatting and the optimization and the, the images and all that sort of stuff. We provide the nitty-gritty details on how to optimize your posts correctly and where to distribute them in our online Learn How to Do It Yourself program, TradingMarketingSecrets.com. So I hope by now that you've realised just how important it is to add regular blog posts to your website. So go on, go on, have a go. You have so much knowledge in your head, so get it out there, share it, and show people that you really are an expert in your trade. But, of course, we do understand that writing and marketing is not everyone's 
favourite thing to do. If you'd rather take the wheelie bins out for the whole neighbourhood than write a blog post, but you can see how beneficial it would be for your business, then why not get us to do it for you? Our team provides blog posts and social media updating services for a whole range of businesses right around Australia. We love doing it and it does get results. So give us a call on 1300 554 495 or shoot us an email via the contact page on tradiesuccess.com.au and we'll give you all the details and show you examples of you know what we're doing for others. But and of course if you want to learn how to do it yourself, no problem. Just head on over to tradymarketingsecrets.com and get all the the uh, detailed how-to lessons for yourselves or somebody in your team. It's only $20 a month and you get access to all our fabulous lessons, tools and quizzes to help you or one of your team members to become a gun marketer. So there you go. There's a couple of different options. Do it yourself or get it done for you. But whatever you do, make sure that you have regular blog posts going out on your website and at least every two weeks, preferably every week, um, even more if you can manage it. So I'm going to finish up with an inspirational marketing quote from legendary marketer David Ogilvie and it uh, fits in beautifully I think with today's discussion. He said, on average five times as many people read the headline as read the body copy. So when you have written the headline, you have spent 80 cents of your dollar. Wise words and very apt. So make sure that you put a lot of effort into the headline and to get people to click through. Not only the main headline, but also the subheadlines throughout the post. So yeah, very good advice. I look forward to talking to you again shortly via the Trading Success Podcast. I'm Annette Wilsford. Have a fantastic week. Bye for now. Well done for listening to this podcast. You've taken another step towards becoming a marketing genius. Visit tradiesuccess.com.au to grab the transcript of this podcast and other useful marketing goodies and take some sort of marketing action today.